Welcome to the Riot Podcast, where we have practical discussions on how to share your faith, see the news from God's eyes, and answer some of faith's hardest questions. Welcome to the Riot Podcast, everyone. This is Bob Shoneman, one of your crazy hosts, and uh, I've got alongside of me today, Barry Rice. Hey, everybody. Happy 4th of July. Independence and, Day. That's right. And Pete. Pete Robertson's here in the house today. I'm going to watch some fireworks. I am excited. I, I love- am going to get <laughs> watermelon all the way down my white shirt as I did when I was Ooh, a little boy. Why yum. don't we should have like had flags and oh no, we can't no, do that. All right. Watermelon, hot yeah. dogs. I got a yeah. question. Do you put ketchup on your hot dog? I do. Yeah. yeah, and mustard and relish. Yeah, why people get so upset about that? Really? Yeah, I saw a meme the other day about just calling people names of people put ketchup on a hot dog. I'm like, so what? I like ketchup on my hot dog. I don't like mustard. Wait, too, really? But... People don't like ketchup on a hot dog? No, I get. I, you know what I think it is? Ask your wife, your beautiful wife. Yeah. But I think it's a Chicago thing. I think they really? get upset if you put ketchup on your hot. What dog. do they put on their hot dogs mustard. in Chicago? And mustard, just mustard and relish. That's it. Yeah, really? It's a mustard. Yeah. This is the first I'm I've ever heard of this. You, it's crazy. Hey, I think you should put chili. Ooh, now we're talking. Yes. So, do you on the Fourth of July? Do you guys watch the hot dog eating contest? I have. I've I've been to Coney. (laughs) Have you done it? I haven't won it. That is insane. (laughs) Yeah. It's usually the smallest guy, though. It's crazy. It is. And it's like a hundred. I don't know how much many it is, but it's like it's like a hundred hot dogs. I'd be I'd be throwing up. I'm throwing up watching it. (laughs) Yeah. It's disgusting, actually. <laughs> but they are Nathan's hot dogs, so well, that's they're a big good. difference. They're good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're kosher. They're all beef. Yeah. All beef. And that's the only thing I would eat, though. <laughs> only all beef. I don't. You know what goes in a I'm hot dog? I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah I only eat all beef hot dogs. Yeah, only too. all beef. Yeah. 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 Or polar sausage. But you know, mm. growing up, that was not the case. My mom would get the whatever the hey, cheapest that hot. A, that was a leg. Dang, go. Why is there a bone in this hot dog? Is that a fly? Oh wow, that took a weird turn. Sorry, guys. What about growing up? Um, so, yeah. So, I love the Fourth of July growing up, and and part of it was, you know, I think I've shared with you guys in the past. Um, until I was ten, I lived in upstate New York, and my grandparents had this little place. I mean, I call it a cabin, or we called it the the cabin. But I mean, we had an outhouse, guys, for a bathroom. We had to go out of the house to go to the bathroom. Wow. So, I mean, it was rustic. But as a kid, man, this was like paradise we had this little creek that ran down the side of it and so my dad had a rule if you wanted to go play up in the woods and climb the mountain as long as you could hear the creek you were good we just had to stay close enough to the creek and then the creek ran right down in the water and we had a beach on um you know right on the lake and man just growing up as soon as the ice would melt we would be up there every weekend and in the summertime dad would you know dad would take his vacation during the summer but even when he wasn't on vacation, we'd all stay at the camp because we live like 45 minutes away and, you know, dad would have to go to work, which now that I think about that, that wasn't really very nice. But let me, I want to tell you, sorry, dad. Um, I want to tell you. May he rest in peace. Right. Thank you. Um, but my 4th of July was always up at this camp and it's on Lake Sagandega and uh, there's a little town there called Northville. Um, so let me give you a kind of a breakdown. So th- my memory, I mean, I was just going through this the other day and I'm like, oh man, that's pretty fun. And you know what? You can never go back and recreate that. I think we try to do that a lot. We try mm-hmm. to go back and say, you know, I miss home and I want to get it, but it's never the same when yeah. you go back, right? It's just, everything's bigger. It's just, <laughs> or, smaller. or smaller. Or smaller. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I actually, that's true. Well, I'll tell you how fond I am of this place. When I asked Crystal to marry me, that this is where I took her. 
We took her here and I hiked up the mountains and found a waterfall and proposed in front of a waterfall. That's how special of a place this is to me. So wow. let me let me give you the kind of the breakdown of my 4th of July. We would get up and when we get up in the morning, we would go down to the beach and set up, you know, we probably had a fire there the night before, but we'd clean it up, set it up and get the and we did a bonfire on the 4th of July. So we would set it up, collect all the wood, get the fire pit, get it all ready to go. Um, we would go and put the watermelons in the creek because the creek was ice cold, right? So the watermelons would sit in the creek all day. And then we would go into town in the afternoon. They would have into Northville. And they had this candy store. We were allowed to go in there and spend a buck or whatever it was, uh, which a buck back there bought a lot a of candy, like a bag full of oh, candy, right? Okay. It was awesome. Um, so we go to the candy store. Then we And it was right on Main Street. And then the parade would come by. Now, to me, as a little kid, I thought the parade was amazing. It was probably, you know, <laughs> look back and think about it. It was probably a police car and a fire truck and, you know, maybe one other, a you know, maybe like the tractor. mayor sitting in back. <laughs> it was probably no big deal. But to me, it was like the coolest thing. The sirens are going and, you know, they had the flags on the side of the fire truck and all that stuff. So we would do that during the day. Then we would go to... I think it was like a fairgrounds. Again, my, my memory is starting to fade a little bit. and uh, Old age does that uh-oh. too. I hate it when that happens. Uh, <laughs> I have no idea what happens. But um, when we get phone calls, it, it messes up our camera. Uh, so we would go to this place like a fairground and get bar. I remember eating barbecue chicken and you know the, the pork and beans and all that stuff. Yeah. And then we would stay until nighttime. And they would, we'd all like get on the back of the station wagon, watch the fireworks. And, our, and it was so close that every once in a while, one of the embers would come down and you know, like hit you on the skin and wow. burn you. And that's how close we were to the yeah. fireworks. Wow. They, don't do, they don't do stuff like that anymore, do they? Yeah. Um, but man, it was just an amazing day. And then we would go back to the camp and I would have my cousins would be there. We had relatives from Virginia that would come up to New York. And uh, my, my cousins from the western New York would come over east. And it, man, it was just a great time. We'd light the fire. We would do s'mores. Um, we would, you know, we would sit around the, the campfire, tell stories and and uh, pull those watermelon out of the creek and cut those bad boys up. And it's just an amazing time. So I guess maybe that's why 4th of July is so fun. But I kind of lost that. When we moved mm. to Florida, that, that never happened anymore. I mean, mm. there was still fireworks. You go down to South Florida and they do fireworks over the, the intercoastal and stuff like that. But nothing like that small town America. Mm. Uh, the just It was a Norman Rockwell painting. And if you don't know who that is, uh, that's what the Google machine is for. So Yeah. What about you guys? Talk, talk to me about uh, why do we your celebrate Fourth of July anyway, man? I yeah. mean, what is why? it all? About? Yeah, what is it all about, man? I, I think it's when they do the hot dog eating contest. So that's what they celebrate. So we have to celebrate our independence no. See, from hot dogs. Our independence from hot dogs. So that's true. I mean, there's probably some people that listen to the podcast that uh, you know are different parts of the world and don't know anything about uh, America's independence. So on seventeen in 1776. Uh, the United States, the colonies, um, withdrew and basically um, told uh, King George, hey, we're done with you. Um, Hit the road. They, they sent the, the most elaborate, most uh, amazing breakup letter of all time. If you've never read uh, the Declaration of Independence, take a, take a minute to read it. And if you're an American, you live in this country, you absolutely need to read this. It, and, and what it is, is a breakup letter. It, honestly, it's a breakup letter with, with King George. And it, it, it's amazing. It, it kind of goes through the, you know, why we're doing it. And then here's, here's a list of 
of usurptations, which is a fancy word for uh, uh, things you're doing to us that we don't like anymore. So um, read through that sometime. It, it's an amazing, it's an amazing document. And uh, so that's what 1776 is all about. That's what Independence Day is all about. It's when uh, we said we've had enough. Uh, and of course, by writing that breakup letter, it, it started a, a little war called the American Revolution. So, oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Was that any good? It, it was a nasty, a nasty battle, uh, but uh, we had. Uh, uh, it was interesting. The, the The English hired German mercenaries to come help them fight the Americans, and the Americans, because France and uh, England were enemies, they don't they don't like each other much, or didn't like each other much. There back was then. Catholic mindset versus Protestant, Protestant mindset. mindset. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's fascinating if you like history um that's a, it's an amazing kind of time period to kind of dig into and the good news is there's tons of biographies and and literature on uh, on that era the era that uh, you can learn <laughs> you can learn a lot about and really dig into it but uh, what fascinates me I, I the founding fathers fascinate me in a lot of ways um you know, by writing, and I don't want to talk about this forever. I know this is, you know, it's Independence Day, so this is kind of the show is about today. But um, where was I going with that? Oh, the Founding Fathers. Um, when they wrote this Declaration of Independence, they were basically putting a target on their back. You know, if, if they lose this war, you know, they knew what was going to happen, this separation letter. And, uh, you know, if they lose, they were basically writing their own death sentence. Hmm. You know, and, you know, they were going to, they knew that this was uh, a, <laughs> a, their own death warrant. So um, quite amazing that uh, you've got to really be strong in your beliefs and in, in, in what you're doing to know that by doing this is this could cost me death. It kind of reminds me a little bit in some ways, and Pete, you're probably mad at me for even saying this, but no, maybe not. Um, the early church, you know, um, they were just like rebels right they knew that if they got caught by certain people with you know because of their beliefs they could be executed and and like the disciples they they all were executed except for john so i don't know what are your thoughts on that well i mean it kind of goes back to why did why did our the american colonists or the the puritans come to the united states in the first place and that's kind of where it goes back to and yeah. what you were just talking about was the the british mindset uh, great britain they had a uh, the church of england was in in control um any early church people that were reformers or their mindset they were persecuted john Wait, bunyan they couldn't, they couldn't worship anywhere they wanted to yeah john yeah. bunyan was put into prison you know john wesley had issues you know all of these uh, people that were teaching during that time uh, were facing persecution. And if you had a, a different view of Christianity or a different view of the Bible um, and were teaching a different thing, then you were persecuted. You were killed or put in prison. John Bunyan wasn't the guy with the big blue ox, right? No, he wrote Pilgrim's, Pilgrim's Progress, Progress, right? Yeah. Okay. yeah. One of the most, I think, translated books in the world. You I know, think. I've never read that. Yeah. I need to. Yeah. I need to read that. It's really good. So that is kind of what how we started. And so we had these Christian people that were wanting to set up freedom. 
And in that freedom, they wanted to have freedom from religion. They wanted to be able to express their religion. Uh, so regardless of what you believed, regardless of uh, if you're a Muslim, a Hindu, a Christian, whatever, we wanted to accept you as a person. We wanted to bring value to your life. And um, in the Church of England and also with within France or within Spain at that time, they were controlled by the Pope or by the Catholics, um, the Catholicism, that there was a control. They were controlling the government, the Church of England, and, and, and the King George was controlling the people through religious rights, and they were, you had to do it a certain way, and if you didn't do that way, they oppressed the people, they pris- imprisoned the people, and, and our colonists were saying, no, we want to get away from that. We want to have freedom. We want to vote for our leaders. We want to create a democracy. We want to um, have a, you know, free freedom here basically and so they got away and that is what then led to our independence that is what what was ultimately got us to the point where we were saying hey enough is enough king george and your oppression and your taxes and you know the tea party and and all of these things we're not going to be controlled by you we're going to do it our way we're going to live that way you know pete i think it reflects the heart of god you know and this is why way i i see it you know if if I'm God and I force you to love me or to do everything, I force you to like me or force you to choose me, is is that a relationship? It's not. Yeah. It's not. It, God has given us free will, and he gives us the opportunity to choose him or not, and there's consequences both ways. But it's our choice, and uh, that 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 is something I think they were really after is, is that we – we want to believe and choose God on our own and and not make it a part of nationality, to not make it a part of we have to, but we choose to. And I think that's very important. Yeah, and there's, there's a movement that's happening, and many Christians don't know this, but there's a movement that's happening in the United States, and it's uh, they put a name to it, and it's called Christian nationalism. Mm. And, and what's basically happening is the mindset is that they're saying that, hey, we are founded as a Christian nation, and and you know our laws should be about Christian laws and and everything that we uh, believe or adhere to in the Bible. That's the way it should be. And um, what ends up happening is there's a lot of people that are not that are Americans, but that do not adhere to a lot of what this the Bible says. They don't adhere to some of those truths and so forth. And so. A Christian nationalist is trying to force this upon, or they want to create their own um, their own government, so to speak, and then make everybody conform to that. And if you really study history, and if you re- and we're talking about independence, if you really start studying it, and you look at the British nationalist mindset, or you look at even Germany and how Germany's nationalist mindset was. They then started forcing and oppressing people, persecuting people, and all of this if they were outside of that agenda, that mindset. And, um, and that's happening today, you know, and, and we want to be independent of that mindset. We want to have freedom of religion. We want to be able to love everybody, accept everybody, work together. Uh, you know, there should not be this, this divide of Republicans or Democrats. There needs to be a, a working together as a patriot and, and to come together and to love and to work together for the greater good of the people. 
Now, we do want to have Christian values. I'm not saying we're not against that. We do want to incorporate uh, the things of God because that's what our founding fathers did. Bob, you want to talk kind of to that? Yeah, and I think maybe the best way to do that is just read part of the Declaration because it kind of, I think it... it it demonstrates that very clearly. Go for it. And so let's do that. Um, so I'm not going to read it all, but let, let's just hear. It starts this way. It basically says, When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands, this is uh, talking about England, which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of earth the separate and equal station to which the laws, laws of nature and of nature's God entitled them. So this is the key, I think. Uh, too many people... Uh, they think that their rights come from government. What is clearly stated in the Declaration of Independence is that is not where our rights are come from. Right. The, the role of government is to protect those rights that are given to us by our God, by our Creator. So, and let me read just a little bit farther, and I think maybe it'll make more sense if you haven't heard this in a while. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with inherent and certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed, that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, which they believed England was, it is the right of these people to alter it or abolish it and institute a new government. So to me, it can't be any more clear, right? Uh, but I think that's where we get in the danger. You're talking about, Pete, about this, that, um, what was that called again? The Christian nationalism? Yeah. Man, it's real. It, but, and really, like you said about England, that's what we were trying to get away from. Yeah. And it's really, yeah, man, I, it, it's real easy for it to fall into a place where people start worshiping the government or thinking the government that our rights come from the government, and that's that's not the case at all. The government no, we need is to only beware. there to protect our rights. Yeah, we be, need to beware if we're putting a president up or we're we're you know looking to the government to you know feed us. We're looking to the government to give us their handouts. We're yeah. looking for to the government to um, you know show us the way. No, no, no. We the people. We the people are the ones that uh, need to have the democracy and the freedom. We the people elect these leaders to do what we want and that we need to collectively come together to love everybody and work together and compromise to fill, figure out what is the very best for the we the people. And, and if you look at today's environment... The, the Democrats hate each other. They hate Well, they hate each other too, but they hate the Republicans. <laughs> the Republicans hate each other and so forth. And, and anybody that identifies one way or the other, you immediately have a divide. Yeah. And we immediately are going into our nationalist mindset. And there's, both sides. There's this um, uh, agenda that even, even if it's a poor decision, and, but it, it goes against uh, my group. I, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, my team jersey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if this was the idea of someone on my team, even though if it was a poor idea and it didn't work, I'm going to choose it because so true. I'm a loyalist to my, my group. So and my, true. Dangerous. Yes. Yeah, Christianity Today wrote an article and it said, Christian nationalists want to define America as a Christian nation and they want the government to promote a specific cultural template as the official culture of the country. Some have advocated for an amendment to the Constitution to recognize America's 
Christian heritage, others to reinstitute prayer in public schools. Some work to enshrine a Christian nationalist interpretation of American history in school curriculum, including that America has a special relationship with God or has been chosen by him to carry out a special mission on earth. So, Many probably that have heard this are probably, well, that doesn't sound that bad or whatever, but you're alienating a lot of people. You're alienating a patriotic mindset. You're alienating, you're becoming just as the British colony. You're basically saying all of our schools are only to be able to teach one thing. Well, there needs to be a compromise there. There needs to be able to reach all people. Jesus never said that we are to have the government save people. He says that we are to love people, point them to Jesus, and he's the one that saves people. And so there's a different mindset. I know you're wrapping your mind around this a little bit. I am. I think maybe part of it is it's pushback, right? Because over the last 50 years, it it, it seems like... uh, Things of faith have been just totally pushed out of the public uh, public square. So I think what we're doing is you're trying getting, to recorrect it. Yeah, you're and you're getting a pushback, and it's that whole or pendulum that whole pendulum yeah. pendulum theory, right? You just you push so far one way, and it's got to swing back. Well, that uh, goes really back the to way. the nationalist mindset. So it's not just the Christian mindset; it's the the other side as well. There's two opposing forces that are happening here, and and that nationalist mindset is causing the division that we're having today both sides want it their way neither side are looking at it from a patriotic standpoint and both sides are not looking at it ultimately from god's point of view because god's point of view is elevate others above yourself god's point of view is to to decrease and allow him to increase god's point of view is to look for the greater good of people to love people And we're not seeing that in politics today. But let me just read this. Christianity Today went on to talk about why nationalism is dangerous. It says, the article says that when nationalists go about constructing their nation, they have to define who is and who is not part of the nation. There are always dissidents and minorities who do not or cannot conform to the nationalist preferred cultural template. In the absence of moral authority, nationalists can only establish themselves by force. Scholars are almost unanimous that nationalist governments tend to become authoritarian authoritarian and oppressive in practice. Christian nationalists tend to treat other Americans as second-class citizens. If we're fully implemented, it would not respect the full religious liberty of all Americans. Empowering the state through moral legislation to regulate conduct always carries the risk of overreaching, setting a bad precedence, and and creating government powers that could be used later to be used against Christians or non-Christians. And so there it is. It kind of sets it up. Any thoughts on that, Bob? Well, it just, maybe it's the term Christian nationalism that bothers me a little bit. It's just, to me, it's just nationalism. I yeah, mean, I, no, that's right. I, We're talking know, about Christians, though, but yes. Yeah, it it's just nationalism. And, you know, the difference between, and we were talking about this in the show prep, you know, well, what what's the difference between patriotism and nationalism? Because there's nothing, I mean, ask me, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with patriotism it's a good thing and i just i mean i opened the show talking about a story about you know kind of why i love independence day and you know my fondness for uh the the celebration of america and all that stuff and 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 i don't see an issue with people celebrating their their heritage and their culture and uh, or even their nation the issue comes in with nationalism where it is it's not so much where you're trying to lift up 
who you are, but you're trying to tear down everybody else. That that's kind of how I look at it. It's you know they're not American. You know they're French or they're German, so we have to hate them because of because of where they're from, and that becomes really dangerous. And we have a, a just a vivid example of the dangers of nationalism if we just look back about 80 years in, in Germany. I mean, it's it, it can get out of control in a hurry, and really that's how it starts. And it sounds good up front. You're like, oh, because it kind of sounds like patriotism, yeah. but it's not. No, it's it's almost like 180 degrees of you know different than patriotism. So, so. how are you guys defining patriotism? How's that different? Um, to me, patriotism is just love of country. So you you know you could be a, it doesn't you know wherever you're born you just you know wherever God decided you he was gonna place you, um you know whether it was in Germany or South Africa or Peru or you know America and you know I think many people are you know depending on where they're born they 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 feel a, a tie to their to their nation they feel because it's 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 home right it's where they were born it's all they know um so to me that that's patriotism um the opposite is or not I mean it's not opposite it's it's a different thing altogether really nationalism is um not lifting up your country it's tearing down others does that make sense i mean I, yeah we're writing laws and legislation right now with carrying with the with the, it's it's like by there's no part it's all partisanship there's no bipartisanship one side or the other is going to vote the way that they're going to vote and they're leaving out half the country or half the views and and there's no patriotism there they're not looking out for the greater good of the people and right now what's happening is the the government is ruling the way it's the government's way it was it does it goes on on both sides it's the government's the one that's dictating they can care less what the people are saying they're not listening to their to the to the people they're just like this is our agenda this is what the media is pushing yeah. this is what everything's saying and so they are just moving forward and it's completely shutting out half of of the country yeah so I, what i think pete is saying is so he, he's looking inside america so you look inside of america right now we're in a we're in this weird situation where it's like every and you were talking about teams earlier, Barry. It's like everybody's wearing a team jersey. Yeah. It's like, do you have the blue jersey on or the red jersey on? Yeah. And if you have the blue jersey on, you you must hate the red jersey, and regardless of what their policy is, they could come out with a policy that is okay. I got the cure for cancer. You can't like that or you can't approve of that because it's coming from somebody on the wrong team. And that's, I mean, that's what's dividing uh, America here. And again, I'm, you know, I'm trying to keep a kind of a global impact and we're talking about freedom but as it relates to the united states right now and maybe other countries are dealing with this as well but there's a man there's a huge divide i mean you can look at just things they vote on in congress yeah everything is with whether you have an r or d in front of your name that determines how you vote it's like you're not allowed to think for yourself anymore you're not allowed to have your own opinions you have to toe the line and that's where it starts getting really dangerous so if you're not on your team our team, and you don't think exactly the way we think, you are the enemy. Yes. So there's no freedom of thought. There's no freedom of expression. And and if you say something that disagrees with us, now correct me if I'm wrong in saying that, that is hateful language. Yeah, yeah and the cancel culture. They will cancel you. So if you're a company or you're a person of prominence, and regardless of what side you're on, you come out with a statement or come out with a thought or opinion or whatever your thoughts are, you will be canceled or you will be ridiculed or you will be persecuted. And, and the reality is, I think 
what we are praying for is a new independence. Yeah. And so we need to have an independence from this culture that we're living in right now. I so agree. And I, and I think what we're getting to, let's, you know, maybe bring this back to kind of a biblical perspective. And I love, I love how Tony Evans says this. He goes, God does not ride on the back of elephants or donkeys, right? There, he doesn't pick teams. It's not. He's not on the team of the elephant or the donkey or the R or the or the or the D or the red or the blue. He's. It's. He has his own kingdom, and it's so funny because we try to put God into you know. Hey, come on over on our team, or or even worse, you're like, oh, God's lucky to have me on his team. Man, that's just so messed up. That's it's so perverse. Serious pride. It's serious <laughs> pride, and um. Man, so that's the perspective. But if we all had the perspective that all men are created equal, and I say men, it's men and women, all men are created equal, and you know our rights come from God, not from government. And our focus is, and we talked about this a few weeks ago on our show um, about the state of the uh, state of the church. Go back and listen to that show. I think it was episode thirty, but go back and listen to that. But we talked about that, and it all boils down to. Man, are we are we loving people like Jesus loves people, right? Do we see people like Jesus sees people? Or when we talk to people, and that was part of that show was, man, we're just not talking to people anymore. We have what we say are conversations, but it's really we just want to prove that we're right. You know, we're not we're not listening to what they're saying. If we would take the time to listen to our neighbors and we would love them and uh, lift them up, man. That could change everything. But it seems like, Pete, every day this nation gets more and more divided along those, so those political as, lines. So whoever's listening to this, here's here's should be your prayer, because most of our audience is a Christian audience. Yeah. So here's your prayer. Pray that God would raise up politicians okay, that will listen to each other. That will not fight, that will not try to change the other person's opinion or their thoughts, but that will listen to the, to each other and then, and then humble themselves enough to work together for the common good of the people. That is what we need. And we, let me, Pete, can I add one more thing? Yeah. And seek the heart of God. Yeah. While you're doing that, if you're seeking the heart of God, it's really hard to mess it up. Well, and I think that's, okay, let's go back. That's not possible probably in today's culture because there's so many people that do not seek the heart of God. Um, but our audience. Yeah, no, no, no. Our audience, yes. But I'm just saying in general, the, both sides, there's not God-fearing people there. But if we go back to, if we want a perfect unity, a, a, a full independence, and and to be able to live a, you know, with the America that, you know, we're talking America, the America that's thriving again, We'll go back to our founding fathers. Yeah. Because what, well, I mean, Benjamin Franklin, there was a statement that he said. Oh, yeah. You want to read that real yeah, quick? I would love, so and let me give you just a little bit of context <laughs> because, you know, as we, we talk about a lot, even reading the Bible, context matters, right? So um, this is, a, you know, about a decade after the, the American Revolution where we're putting, you know, the, the Federalist Papers just weren't working. <laughs> there wasn't enough structure. So there, we had uh, all the states send delegates to Philadelphia. They called it the Constitutional Convention. Well, we call it that now. That's not what they called it at the time. But they were, they were writing, uh, trying to come up with a new form of government. And they're like four or five weeks into this thing and just 
they're at each other. <laughs> they're at each other's throats, kind of like today, right? Yep. And and they're just back and forth, and no, there's no give and take. Everybody's kind of got their idea of what it should look like, and there's just no compromise. And the the elder statesman Benjamin Franklin, um, who wasn't wasn't known as uh, you know he wouldn't have been you know teaching this the sermon on on Sunday morning, but uh, you know he was a worldly a worldly guy. But he stands up and says. Uh, says this, and I'll, and I'll just read it to you. He goes, The small progress we have made after four or five weeks of close attendance and continual reasoning with each other, our different sentiments on almost every question, several of the last producing as many no's as yeas, is, methinks, a melancholy proof of the imperfection of human understanding. We indeed seem to feel our own want of political wisdom, since we have been running around about it in search of it. We have gone back to the ancient history for models of government and examined the different forms of those republics, which have been formed with the seeds of their own dissolution and no longer exist. We have viewed modern states all around Europe, but find none of their constitutions suitable for our circumstances. In this situation of this assembly, groping as it were in the dark to find political truth and scarce able to distinguish it, uh, went to us how how it has changed, sir. Speaking to President Washington, or speaking to George Washington, says, "Sir, that we have not hitherto once thought of humbly applying to the Father of Lights to illuminate our understandings. In the beginning of this contest with Great Britain, when we were sensible of danger, we had daily prayer in this room for divine protection. Our prayers, sir, were heard, and they were graciously answered." All of us who were engaged in the struggle must have observed frequent instances of the superintending providence in our favor. To that kind providence, we owe this happy opportunity of consulting in peace on the means of establishing our future national felicity. And have we now forgotten that powerful friend? Or do we imagine that we no longer seek, yeah, that we no longer need his assistance? I have lived, sir, a long time, and the longer I live, the more convincing proofs I see of this truth, that God governs in the affairs of men. And if a sparrow cannot fall to the ground without his notice, it is probable that an empire cannot rise without his aid. We have been assured, sir, in the sacred writings that except the Lord build, except the Lord build they labor in vain that build it. I firmly believe this, and I also believe without us, without his concurring aid, we shall succeed in this political building no better than the builders of Babel. We shall be divided by our little partial local interest, our projects will be confounded, and we ourselves shall become a reproach and a byword down to future age. What is worse, mankind may hereafter, this unfortunate instance, despair of establishing governments by human wisdom. And leave it to chance, war and conquest. Therefore, I beg to beg leave to more that henceforth prayers imploring the assistance of heaven and its blessings on our deliberations be held in this assembly every morning before we proceed to business. So, prayer, coming together in unity, seeking God, trying to find a common ground, that's patriotism. Yes. And nationalism is trying to separate from enforcing our ways, forcing our ideas onto people. And so if there's people here listening today and that's your mindset is to, 
you know, you're you're a diehard Republican or you're a diehard Democrat. Well, there's news for you. God doesn't see you as either. He just loves you, period. And, and there's good people on both sides of the aisle. There's people that have, uh, that we need to listen to, that maybe we don't see things from their perspective and we need to come from their perspective. And, and we both need to humble ourselves and we both need to work together. That's the same with any relationship. I mean, my marriage, if I don't humble myself with my marriage, my wife, we're going to fight and be at odds. That's it's the right. same thing in politics. We need to humble ourselves. But if we want the perfect solution, we need to seek God. Amen. If we want the perfect way of getting it, we need to seek God. And uh, so our ultimate allegiance is to Christ's kingdom, not to the United States or the world's kingdom. That's our ultimate responsibility. Kingdom men. Is that, and to bring him glory. So with that said, I mean, it, we love you guys. Happy Independence Day and July 4th. And I pray that uh, this show helped you to just really see... Um, you know, uh, things from God's perspective, really uh, to understand that there is a difference. There's a culture out there that's happening. And, uh, we want to be, a, we don't want to support that culture. We do not want to support cancel culture and we don't want to alienate other people as an American, as a patriot of your country or whatever country that is, love those people, listen to those people, elevate those people. And, um, let's just learn to compromise and come together. Barry close today with your thought. Hey guys. We all need God, and we need each other. And um, there is an enemy out there that wants to destroy us, and I see this lack of unity, and I see this choosing of the jerseys as a division that that, uh, we're not able to love each other the way we should and the way God wants us to love. But it all begins, and and the first step in this journey of getting back to what the original tent was and actually it's not independence it's dependence amen it's a dependence upon a holy god and john 15 5 says he apart from him we can do nothing and so we want to be independent of of tyrannical leadership we want to be independent of being forced to uh, worship god in such a certain way we want freedom there but we want to be totally dependent upon God. And let me say this, my friend. You need him. I need him. Because we cannot pay for our own debt. We're indebted to God because of our sin. We have a debt to pay. And the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. And there is going to be a one world government. And it's going to be in heaven. It's going to be the new Jerusalem, and and uh, we want to we want to be citizens there. We want to end up there, and the only way we can is to admit our sin, get forgiveness of our sin by believing that Jesus died in our place and took our penalty, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day, and that He is alive, and that it is when He said, "I am the way, the truth, and life, and no man comes to the Father except by Me." that he's the only way to heaven. It's not through a religion. It's not through a a political stance. It is not through a church. Uh, it is through one way, and that's Jesus. And I pray that you see that he is different and that he is the provision of God. And by trusting and receiving him as your Lord and Savior, you can have forgiveness. You can have eternal life. Would you like to do that today? If you've never done that, if if you need to make that decision, would you do it right now? 
The Bible says in Romans 10, 13, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And we do that through prayer. Would you pray inviting Christ to be your Lord and Savior by putting your faith and trust in him? By praying this way, dear God, I admit to you that I'm messed up and I'm a sinner and I'm sorry. And I know that I've offended you and, and I've gone my way and I just don't meet the standard that you have. And, and I want to apologize. And I also want to state that I believe in your provision that you sent your very son, Jesus, that he is the Messiah, that he died in my place, that he was buried and he rose again and that he is God and that he is the King of Kings and that he uh, paid the penalty for all my sin past present and future and I want to trust him and put my faith in him not in my ability not in anything that I could do but I receive the gift of eternal life through Christ Jesus the Lord and so Jesus I invite you right now to come sit on the throne of my life and save me and be my Lord and direct me and lead me right now in Jesus name I pray amen Oh, we want to hear from you, dear friend, that if you made that decision, please let us know. And we want to celebrate with you. It's the greatest decision you could ever make. And, and that is how we become citizens of the greatest nation. And it's more than a nation. It's the greatest people. It's more than a people. It's the greatest family. It's the heavenly family. It's God's family. And that's the way we become a part of it. Pete, what do we do next? Yeah, if you've made that decision, we'd love to hear from you. Go on to riotpodcast.co and uh, click on the No God button that's on there. Go down to the bottom, fill out that. Say, yes, I gave my life to the Lord. Fill out that sheet, and we would love to get in contact with you and get you some material and connect you with a local body if you're not part of it. But uh, great show. Happy Independence. It's pretty cool. Uh, we talked about a subject that uh, we haven't really talked about too much. So uh, We kind of teased it a few weeks ago, and it was nice to be able to bring it up and, and yeah. talk about it but yeah I, I learned a lot studying as i was trying to figure out what, what these terms mean it's really cool too i mean the the wealth we didn't even tap into the wealth no. of knowledge you have i mean god has blessed you with <coughs> just the knowledge of history in just the united states alone it's just incredible we need to just do a show where barry and i just let you go ahead and just talk <laughs> and, who was your favorite founding father uh george washington yeah yeah the one with the wooden teeth. The, okay. <laughs> or the wooden leg. No, that was a little... Cherry tree. Yeah, yeah that, okay. That also not true. <laughs> well, the wood teeth might be true. I don't I don't know about that. Man, what an amazing show, guys. Uh, I love this weekend. Guys, go out and celebrate. Have a good time. Make some memories with your family. Enjoy the fireworks. Remember the proper response. Ooh, ah, right. when you're watching the fireworks. you got to get that right. If everybody does that in unison, it sounds really, really cool. But, uh, man, if you're... It, if this is the first time, somehow you just stumbled on, you're like, what is this Riot podcast talking about Independence Day or whatever, and uh, you just stumbled on it, would you, would you tell us, would you go to uh, our, our Facebook page, the Riot podcast, and just share with us, say, hey, you know, I just stumbled on you guys, uh, loved it, hated it, doesn't matter, uh, put it in the comments and let us know. We would just love to hear from you. It would be really awesome. And if you're watching on Facebook, I'm pointing at you right now. YouTube. If I'm, oh, yeah. If you're watching on YouTube. Um, 
just comment below tell us what you like about the show tell us what you hate about the show and uh, man you know it would be really cool tell us where you're from mm. i would like to hear you know what you know where if you're in the country tell us what state and city you're from if you're listening to other parts of the world uh, in other parts of the world share that with us as well it's really cool we we actually we're geeks about that stuff we, we talk about it in our show prep and we love hearing about uh, who's who's listening and and where they're from so if you wouldn't mind doing that and of course subscribe to your podcast that way you get notified every Thursday when we release the next one. And uh, next week, I'll get to maybe share a little bit about our trip to Yellowstone National Park and the Grand Teton Mountains. Can't and wait to hear it. I, I can't wait to go. You get to and, go see Yogi. Yeah. And Boo Boo. Hey, Boo Boo. <laughs> so, you guys be blessed. We love you. We're praying for you. And uh, can't wait to speak to you and uh, share what's on our hearts next week. So, take care. Bye bye. See you guys. Love you guys. God bless you. This has been The Riot Podcast. If you liked what you heard today, please feel free to leave a comment and share it with your friends. See you back here next week for another episode of The Riot Podcast.